Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, Ask the Experts. Our weekly podcast and video show offers Shopify's ecosystem of brand owners, store developers, app providers, investors, and marketing agencies, insights from case studies and discussions with marketing and e-commerce experts. Grow faster with tips, tricks, and proven strategies and learn what's new in e-commerce digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our next episode of Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host. I'm also the Business Development Manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I'm excited to welcome you to today's show. Today, we're talking about how to increase sales quickly with often overlooked techniques to optimize your product page. Our guest is an award-winning CEO and founder of a well-known top-rated Shopify application, and she's going to explain the importance of your product page and share her insights on how to make your product page rock. Before I introduce you to our amazing and talented special guest, of course, I want to mention that we've got an amazing app that if you haven't tried yet, well, you're missing out. We recently, in May of 2022, launched the Engage for Shopify SMS messaging app. It is the perfect app to use if you're in the e-commerce business because our app allows you to not only build your customer list faster, it allows you to increase sales, create automated campaigns, and promote new products to targeted personalized audiences with those personalized campaigns. And our app is no code support bot so it's very easy to use and it's very easy to integrate with other apps and other platforms. With a 98% open rate right now, SMS is literally beating email messaging like out of the park. So if you're not using SMS messaging to connect with your customers where they are, which of course we know is on their cell phones, you definitely need to give it a try. Right now we are offering a free trial of our app for 30 days. With that trial, you get 500 free messages. So after today's podcast, go over to www.ngagge.com to check it out and take it for a free test drive. All right. I would love to introduce you to today's special guest. She's joining us from Tampa. Her name is Ashland Stansberry. And if you don't know who Ashland is, you need to. Ashland is the founder and CEO of Because Intelligence, a Shopify integrated platform focused on increasing site conversion rate and optimizing that product page experience. That's what we're going to talk about today. She formerly worked at a fast growing startup, Drift, as part of their early sales team and consulted, consulted for Fidelity Investments on their digital growth team as well. And she's the winner of the 2015 Entrepreneur entrepreneur of the year award a little tongue-tied today ashlyn you're you've got quite the resume and it, maybe it's just a little exciting it's getting me excited um fun fact about ashland not only is she a, a family woman who loves to spend time with her family but she's a huge fan of hot yoga and tennis and a good margarita and inquiring minds like myself ashlyn want to know are we talking about a regular margarita or a spicy do you have a preference? Because I'm a big fan of a good spicy margarita. Yeah, spicy all the way. 
Spicy all the way, a girl after my own heart. Well, welcome <laughs> to today's show. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your insights with our audience. Let's kick off the show with a question about because intelligence. When I was on your website, I noticed you've got this really simple and exciting tagline that says, grow your store's revenue by putting your product page content on autopilot. And that really got me excited about what your company is doing for more than a thousand stores right now that are on Shopify. So can you share a little bit more with our audience about what Because Intelligence can do for someone who's got a Shopify store out there? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for the intro. That was awesome. Um, super happy to be here. Uh, just to share a little bit about Because. So we have been in the Shopify app store for a little bit over a year. We just crossed over a thousand Shopify merchants using our platform. Um, and the type of, types of merchants that we work with are um, typically in apparel and fashion, home goods, and beauty. Uh, we typically work with stores that have hundreds or even thousands of product pages to manage. And we help them to automate and streamline strategic messaging throughout their product page experience that will move their site visitors through to purchase. Uh, we initially got into starting this company about two years ago when we discovered that the average conversion rate for e-commerce is around 3%. Uh, leaders like Amazon are all the way up at 9%. And we wanted to figure out how to unlock this potential to grow your conversion rate and grow your store's revenue, um, just like leaders like Amazon that have hundreds and hundreds of engineers at their fingertips, um, to be able to do that without code and without a developer, um, to really give your site visitors what they need throughout the product page experience to make a purchase decision. Well, that's something we have in common because the Engage SMS messaging for Shopify stores app also is no code. Um, and that makes it so much easier to integrate. And for people who don't have a huge budget or a tech team, I think you're very user friendly and you give small to mid-sized business owners who maybe are just just stepping into Shopify, a little bit of, um, a little bit, well, not a little bit, a, a huge opportunity to really grow and to obviously increase, hopefully, their conversion rate with a very simple to use app. Congratulations on your recent success. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, you're going to share some incredible insights today because you believe, and, I, and I'd have to agree, that the most undervalued part of your Shopify store is your product page. Uh, let's go ahead and share with our audience a few of the insights that you're going to share with us. For those of you watching on our video show, of course, we've got a slide up for you to read along with me. For those of you listening on the podcast, I'll go through our show outline now with you. So we're talking about the most undervalued part of the Shopify store being that product page. Well, Ashlyn's here to talk about some of the challenges with driving site visitors to conversion in the current landscape and why that average is about 3%. She'll talk about why it's smarter to invest in site visitors already on your website rather than trying to drive more to your website. She'll share expectations from site visitors, what they can expect to see in their purchase journey. She'll also share why the product page is the most undervalued page on your website and why customization, customization, I can't read today, girl, why customization and targeting is key. And we couldn't agree with you more there. Customization and automation are huge right now. Automation. Um, how to optimize your product page to increase the conversion rate by 48% and tips and tricks specific to high SKU stores where you have hundreds or even thousands of products. All right, girl, we got a lot to tackle in the next 30 minutes. So let's start off, and you already touched on it, but let's talk about this mm, kind of ho-hum 3% conversion rate. 
and, and why there are so many challenges in driving this conversion rate and getting this higher? What, what is the big struggle there for Shopify store owners? Yeah. So, I mean, we work with a lot of Shopify stores, obviously over a thousand use our platform. I'm on the phone all day, every day with Shopify merchants. I actually find quite often um, conversion rates are even lower than 3%. They say that the average is 3%, but I rarely even find someone that high. Um, so I think one of the biggest challenges with driving conversion today is that a lot of the efforts around e-commerce, um, and especially if you're the e-commerce manager on a really small team, most of the, your attention is probably going towards driving site traffic to your website. So you're spending time on, you know, advertisements and copy in order to sort of get site visitors to your site in the first place, because obviously that's step one. Uh, but once they're actually there, there's not, um, the kind of that customized experience that the site visitor needs in order to really make their purchase decision. Especially with regards to the types of effort that goes into the site today, we find that a lot of e-commerce managers um, focus their attention on optimizing their homepage and their checkout experience. Um, obviously also on channels outside of the website like Essence and email, which are super important. But today the product page experience is completely forgotten in the buying journey. Um, I think one of the biggest reasons why it's forgotten is because e-commerce managers have such an incredibly difficult time to actually make updates to their product page without getting a developer involved. Uh, the way that Shopify has set up their um, site builder and their editor, um, as well as just all of the themes available to you within Shopify, they are extremely difficult to customize, um, mostly because Shopify wants to make it really easy for people to start stores. Um, in order to make it really easy, you can't make it very customizable. So this has been one of the biggest limitations that we've seen in the Shopify ecosystem, where merchants are just really struggling to actually customize messaging, uh, whether it's just simple text-based messaging or even adding banners or badges to the the product page to call out key information um, about that product. Really, the only options today are to bring in a developer. Um, if you're technical, you can use meta fields or um, you can just put the same messaging across the entire site and hope that that's enough, which most of the time it's not. As a consumer, I'd have to agree. I've been surprised at you know how nice a homepage can be and how built out it can be, but then exactly what you shared, how much the product pages can be lacking or seem super generic or even some of the basic things like mm -hmm. photography or, you know, ways to interact. Like if I want to purchase a, a product and it's maybe something I want to use, I want to see demos. I want to see like a 360 degree view of the product. I want to see the product, not just in a still shot, but maybe somebody actually using it or holding it. Um, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for product pages to be fantastic. And I think you're right when, um, when companies fail to really put the substance in and fail to build them out properly, it definitely leaves the, the visitor with kind of a ho-hum experience. Yeah, no, it's a great point. I, I know you mentioned like some of the image-based content also being challenging. That's yeah. um, not something we've gotten into yet. We've been more focused on text-based content. So anything related to like actual messaging. I definitely agree though that image-based content on the product page is also a challenge, especially just given limited resources. Uh, but the reason why we're specifically focused on high skew stores and why I wanted to gear the conversation towards that today yeah. is because the more products that you sell on your site, the harder time you're having with this. If you sell, let's say, 10 products, um, yes, it's difficult, but you can go into each of those product pages and you can update your image-based content and your text-based content. And you can sort of like force it to work 
if you will, um, because you're, there's only 10 pages. Mm -hmm. If you sell 100 products, that's 10 times harder than the store that's selling 10 products. Um, and let's say you sell 1,000, again, 10 times harder. So um, we've definitely found it a sweet spot in the high-skew store market where those types of stores are really looking for automation. They're looking for a more scalable approach to updating their content on their product pages. Now, I know it's not necessarily in the outline, but do you have just speaking, well, maybe it is. We'll wait, we'll wait, because you're going to share some tips and tricks. But let me not jump ahead then. Um, I do have a question about high skew pages and yep. your your um, kind of how you like to, how, how you like to go about something there. But I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait till we get to that, that portion of the chat. Um, what about the idea of investing in visitors who are already on your page? We always hear all the time just in in general with digital marketing and marketing that it's always less expensive to keep a customer than go out and acquire a new one. And it seems like you're saying that's the same exact thing with, you know, once a customer's on your page, it's better to keep them there than try to find a new customer. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting analogy on like the retention side. I think um, I think SMS as well is another strategy that have been has been really effective in driving retention and loyalty with customers. Uh, but this whole idea of trying to keep site visitors that are on your site, um, think about that the same way that you would think about current customers already in your customer list. It's a very new concept. Uh, people have just been so focused for years on trying to drive as much site traffic as possible, especially if you're a new store. That's that's lesson number one that you have to learn is how to get people to your site. Um, but lesson number two that you need to learn is how to get those site visitors to actually convert. Um, what we've noticed specifically is that the cost to acquire a customer and to even get a site visitor to your site is becoming so much more difficult and so much more expensive with all of the changes that are happening on Facebook and Instagram and a lot of the privacy issues that we're going through around um, it being more difficult to retarget consumers. Um, so what we've found is that it is actually more cost effective to focus on the site visitors that are already on your site. Let's say you have 100 site visitors and you're converting two or three of those site visitors today, two to three percent conversion rate. If you can focus on converting three, four or even five of those site visitors, um, it's going to be a lot more of a cost effective strategy. But there are so many limitations today around um, actually doing what you need to do in order to move your site visitors through the purchase journey, which is more kind of where we're going to go in the conversation today. And I do have to agree with you now that we're also as consumers being asked, do you want this app to track you? We're feeling not only like we have more control over our privacy and, and what information is given to companies, but now companies have to really look at the data they own versus the data they were purchasing. And that's really that's like changing. The for e-commerce stores is the changes that have happened recently. That's crazy. So let's talk a little bit about the expectations from site visitors, what they can expect to see during their purchase journey. What would you like to share with us on that um, yeah. topic? Um, I'll start by sharing just like a couple of high level areas that are important to site visitors. And then I'll kind of break it down by industry just based on what we've seen. So uh, the types of messages that a site visitor expects to see, um, if you're ever looking to remember what I said here, just go look at Amazon's product pages because they pretty much have everything. Um, but so some examples of what you would see on an Amazon product page or really just like a highly perfected product page is um, shipping expectations. So how much is it going to cost to ship this item, if anything? Um, is there a free shipping threshold and how close am I to that free shipping threshold? Do I have to add more to my cart to qualify? Have I already qualified? I don't want to wait to cart until, you know, to be able to know that information. 
Um, how long is it going to take to arrive? What are the shipping timeline expectations, which would be both related to where is that product today? So what is the geographic location of that inventory? And what's the geographic location of me as a site visitor? And how do you get that, that inventory from the, you know, from the inventory warehouse to me? Um, how long that, is that going to take? Is it going to arrive in time for mom's birthday? Um, the next thing that's really important is um, inventory and availability, both on a product level as well as a variant level. So understanding is the size or the color of the material that I'm looking at available um, and also being able to drive urgency with that site visitor associated with the availability of products. Um, specifically for apparel and fashion, we typically recommend um, showing low inventory when it's less than 10 or less than 20. Especially Ooh. with apparel and fashion, there's um, just kind of an expectation that it has to be lower stock in order to feel urgency. We find with um, some brands that do more like flash sales or even brands that tend to have higher inventory, let's say, um, you know, a furniture brand that has like a thousand inventory left, they have to be a little bit more careful around showing the number that's left because it's not going to drive urgency if you say that there's 779 left. Uh, so what we recommend is setting thresholds around um, if let's say if it's less than 10, then show the, the number that's left. If it's less than a thousand, just say that they're, it's selling out quickly. And you, you can even start to use language associated with your brand. So we start to say things like, um, this is selling out quickly, babe, grab it before it's gone. Like something that kind of speaks to yourself. Ooh, babe. I like that. Yeah, babes, um, anything that's kind of like related to your brand. This is interesting because I have a background in TV home shopping and Ooh. how we speak about a product and the words we use certainly is a big part of connecting with the customer and driving home the message, the value. But I have noticed recently, it's funny you brought this up. I noticed recently on a fashion website I tend to shop on that I noticed they would sometimes say exactly that, like five left, only five left in this size. But then I also noticed like selling out fast or almost sold out. And in my mind, I'd be like, well, what's the difference between almost sold out and five left? Like, which is worse? And now I kind of know. I think <laughs> now I know, like if it's almost sold out, selling out fast, I know, okay, there's at least 10, there's at least 15. But if I know that they're giving me numbers, like only seven left. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how completely transparent and honest sometimes those numbers are, but I have a, an yeah. idea that, um, hey, seven left is probably meaning it's going to sell out faster than almost gone kind of a yeah. thing. Um, well, with inventory, there's sort of two ways of showing this messaging on your store. So first off, a lot of Shopify themes actually have the ability to show inventory messaging. Um, you can either show a badge on your product image on your product page. A lot of the time you can show a badge, which is just like a little circle or like some type of you know imagery on the product image. You can also show it on your collection page a lot of the time using your Shopify theme. Um, and then sometimes you can show a little badge below your price. Uh, the problem with a lot of the badge options that are just built right into your theme is that they don't have a lot of the flexibility around a customization. So like incorporating fun messaging like babe or whatever it is that you want to say to your customers. Yeah. Um, and they also don't have the ability to do like advanced thresholds associated with if it's less than 10, then show the specific number. If it's less than a thousand, then show more of just a generic message. Um, so that's where our platform comes in and that you're able to do um, full customization over the message, the background color, the icons, or even just the fonts and sizes. Um, and you're also able to set advanced rules around when and where it's going to show based on those thresholds. Which is smart because the one thing that we've talked about a lot, not only this year, but last year was the importance of obviously storytelling through your brand, being consistent, having um, you know, especially if you have brand colors, having those colors run consistently, not only on your social media, but on your website, on your ads, just the importance of being consistent with your branding throughout the story and throughout the journey, uh, yeah. having that flexibility to 
to do that in the Shopify store seems like a no-brainer. Well, I think a lot of Shopify merchants today are really struggling to sort of build a very first party experience. And when I say first party, I mean, it looks and feels like your brand. And especially for a lot of small businesses, they don't even have a brand palette. They don't have like a full brand guy. Like that's not something they've really gotten to yet. They might have a few colors that they consistently use. So it's very difficult for them to create content on their website, especially using third party apps that looks first party. Um, mm. A, fashion that doesn't look super gimmicky. B, isn't like bright, flashy colors that completely clash with their brands that they are using um, and C actually fits in from a placement perspective where it's not throwing off the content on the page itself. Um, and all three of those things are areas where we've been really focused on optimizing, um, especially just making sure that we fit into the brand in a way that feels like they're an enterprise brand, even though they're not. Fantastic. Well, in general, the talk today is all about why the product page is undervalued. And I feel like you're sharing all these reasons uh, not reasons, but um, ways for us to make it better. Why do you feel like the product page has has fallen in importance in the eyes of some brands, some startups, some Shopify stores? Why do you think that's happened? I don't think it's fallen. I don't think it's ever been a priority. I think <sighs> it's very much like a new concept of the product page being a priority. Um, we're definitely having to go through a lot of education. Uh, we just did a press release with one of our key customers, Leading Lady, which is an intimates apparel brand. Um, when we first started talking to them, they're just you know crying to us like every single merchant. How do we increase our conversion rate? That's the only thing that matters to me. And we said, oh, well, have you thought about your product page? And they're like, oh, no, 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 we don't, we don't need to do that. That's not, that's not our focus, right? We kind of had to go through this conversation with them, which they've now, you know, kind of come to us and laughed about because we had to teach them like, hey, the product page is a key part of increasing your conversion rate. And here's why. Um, and what we do actually as a big part of our um, process of like establishing partners, partnerships with new customers is we actually start by running an A-B test. So we say, okay, you don't believe us. Let's run an A-B test of what your product page was before. And now let's run an A-B test, of basically a group A versus group B of mm -hmm. adding this content to your site. So whether it's adding that inventory messaging, uh, whether it's adding messaging around how close the customer is to their shipping threshold, adding messaging related to a promotion going on on only that particular collection. Um, we basically show 50% of the site visitors the site before adding this new content. And then um, we show the second 50% of site visitors the new site with the new content. And we nice. run it at the exact same time for typically two to four weeks to get enough data. We typically try to get at least a thousand data points to the point where the data has normalized and we have enough information to draw real conclusions. Um, and at that point, we try to look at the lift between the two groups. Now, it doesn't always work 100% of the time where every single message is going to drive a conversion lift, but it's all about experimentation to be able to understand um, what's most effective for that store on a particular page. So I guess the, the answer to your question is, I don't think the product page has ever been a priority. Um, the best way to understand if it can actually impact your site is to run tests. A-B testing. And we've talked about that a lot in depth um, throughout our series because like you said, it gives you real values from real customers in real time. Yeah. And when you look at obviously A versus B and you know exactly what you did differently and you yeah. can look at those results, then you can take what works and use it. And you can take what doesn't work and not use it. And you can yeah. even take what worked and then split it up again into another A-B test and you can really pinpoint exactly what is helping with the conversion rate. It's so smart. It's so smart. So you also, so you're full service. So not only are you helping stores by giving them your app, which we'll talk about, it's like an actual app 
but are you also a full service agency then that also helps, you know, with the, um, I guess the customer service kind of side of things and helping people use your app and, and further give them, you know, strategy information and consulting. Um, I would not say we're an agency. We are a VC backed tech startup. So that means we do anything and everything we possibly can to help our early customers be successful. Um, we do have a managed service option where we provide a dedicated account manager from our team that's actually nice. going to work with you on a monthly basis to strategize how to use our platform. Our platform is fully self service, it's integrated directly into Shopify into all of your product data, inventory, collection tag, weight, vendor, ID, SKU number, all of the above. Um, and it also integrates into to your site visitor data to do targeting like geolocation and what's in the customer's cart. Uh, but a lot of that can be really intimidating, especially for a non-technical e-commerce manager. Even though our product does not require code, um, it is a really new concept and there's a lot to be learned here. So our managed service option is just a good way to work with our team um, to be able to get strategic advice and get help interpreting a lot of the A-B testing and analytics that goes on on a monthly basis. It sounds awesome. I'll tell you what, if you are listening to this podcast right now, you have a Shopify store, you're not happy with your conversion rate, by all means, when I share how to connect with Ashland and Because Intelligence at the end of our podcast, you want to hop on that. Because I, I, we're, what we're learning, especially now that we have our SMS app out for, for people to use, is the feedback we're getting and the increased conversion rate and the loyal customers that come out of customizing and automating an experience and building that brand loyalty is like irreplaceable. There's no value you can put on that because once a customer falls in love with your brand, feels like a part of your community, becomes a loyal customer, they're not only going to shop more, but they're going to spend more. They're going to tell people about your brand and, you know, the price to get that one person and to continue to invest in that one customer um, is certainly a lot less than obviously it's just like, it's just like dating than throwing those people back in the, you know, in the ocean and starting over again. Right? <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work to go out and date new people. Guys, listen to me, right? Taking a girl out to dinner, it's an investment, you know, versus investing <laughs> in one so, and making it a great experience for that person. It's, and you know, um, across the board, um, it's just, a, it's a win-win for everybody involved. I like that analogy. I feel like a lot of people could relate to that. Sure. I just got married. So I definitely have invested. Thank you. I am optimizing my customer. Um, I am optimizing my relationship, but it's, <laughs> it's funny. Um, speaking to, you know, looking at what Amazon does as a great example, it made me think about, was it, I think I was on Zazzle. And I was ordering some fans for our wedding, turned the program into a fan because it was like really hot. And I remember it was something we decided to do like literally a week before the wedding, once we knew the temperatures were going to be crazy. Yeah. So I'm online looking at it. And sure enough, I'm like, am I going to be able to get this? Da, 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 da. Time for the and wedding. then yeah. what's that? You wanted it in time for the wedding. Exactly. Huge yeah. due date and uh, or huge deadline. And I think I had like six six shipping days to get it, maybe five or something like that, like business days. And my fiance at the time was like, oh, babe, oh, babe, you got to pay for that. You got to pay for the two day shipping. You got to do it. We need them. You got to do it. And I'm like the, you know, the frugal one. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know, babe, let me see. Let me just see. And sure enough on Zazzle, it tells you where the product's coming from. Yeah. Well, the product was literally coming from like four zip codes away. And so I was like, babe, I think we'll get it, you know, in five days. And he was like, I just don't think we should. Anyway, long story short, we paid for like two day shipping. No, we paid for like, not two day, but maybe it was like three to five day. We paid for like the second option. 
And we literally got it in like 48 hours. And I was like, oh, we probably would have got this even without paying the extra. Better but safe. at the same time, we didn't really want to risk it. But, you know, if it was not something that was that much of a serious deadline, just knowing, hey, this is coming from the same state. They tell you they start making it within 24 hours. It's like it allows you to prepare and have the expectation of, of when that shipping is going to happen and, and how long it's going to take. example of like, I'm guessing in that experience, you probably saw a lot of that in the checkout experience. Mm -hmm. You could have actually seen it in the product page experience had the product page been more optimized. Oh, wait, I did see location on the product page. They did because Zazzle is a lot of different people who make stuff. Yeah. So I do believe on Zazzle on the product page, they do share like vendor is located here. So it gives you an idea. Yeah. Um, but yes, the end of it, of course, checkout is when it was more apparent to me for mm -hmm. sure. For sure. Well, let's talk about um, customization and targeting and why that's so incredibly important, especially in today's fast moving economy where customers have a lot of options, a lot of choices that the Internet is just, you know, so vast. And if customers don't find what they need in a certain amount of time, they're very quick to say, OK, on to the next thing or this isn't going to work for me. Who else has something like this? How right. important is customization and targeting? Yeah, I think that's that's actually a really good point you make around like this isn't going to work. I'm going to have to look somewhere else. So that's one thing that um, Amazon does really well is that they help you make a purchase decision on each product page really quickly. And if mm. it's not that product you're going to purchase, you're going to go and buy another one. But I think that same concept can be applied to your actual brand store in that you just need to get the customer from one product page to another to get them to the right purchase decision. It's not always about converting them on the page they're on. Sometimes it might be cross-selling them to a different product. Um, like one of our customers sells, it's fancy. They sell um, magnifying like beauty mirrors. And there's a different magnification level on each mirror that as an average consumer, you're probably wouldn't know what you're looking for. So we help them to add messaging on each of those product pages saying, are you looking for a more magnified mirror? Go here. Are you looking for a less magnified mirror? Go here. And obviously that's not about increasing the conversion of the mirror you're on. It's about increasing the um, the customer getting to the right product and ultimately getting to that purchase decision, which is what Amazon's an expert at. If it's not this product, get them to the right one. Ooh, and sometimes Amazon will get you. you you're pretty sure you aren't uh, pr product A and you scroll down to read something and then you're like, but Definitely. have you seen product B through E? And you're like, oh, all these look so great too. And then they even do comparisons for you on um, some of the features and the pricing. So, yeah. but it's true. You usually end up still buying something on Amazon. Something on the site. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of recommended product solutions within Shopify um, are completely hit or miss. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of it is based on what data the customer, it's essentially based on order data. So what types of products the customer has bought previously with other products, uh, but the customer doesn't, they're not the expert. They don't know which products should be bought together. The, the brand right. is the expert, right? So a lot of those tools are completely hit or miss. The recommended product tools, they're suggesting things that would never pair together. And you know, the e-commerce manager just doesn't really have control over what gets shown. Amazon has a team of 300 engineers to do this. I actually have a friend that runs that engineering team. So I know how, how much resources they put into it. Um, but really like giving the e-commerce manager the control to say, this is what product pairs well with this, or this might be the product you're looking for because they're really the experts. And to be able to embed that messaging is really powerful. And I think customers can appreciate that. If, if they're going to a website for the first time, maybe it's a new journey with a fashion product or a beauty product, especially with beauty products. I do some stuff 
um, some influencing and some hosting for a beauty brand. If the beauty brand knows their product line and knows what should be bought with what, I think a customer, of course, is going to see them as the expert, want their expert opinion and value um, their knowledge and feel good about shopping with like an expert holding your hand and taking you through the process and saying, oh, I see you're buying this. Did you know that if you use this product after using this product, it's more effective at helping with fine lines or whatever it may be? Absolutely. That's actually something that we always ask customers when we first start working with them is like, what kinds of questions are your site visitors asking your customer support team where you're handling it in a one-to-one fashion to say, oh, you know, this uh, one of our customers leading lady, like this maternity bra is really good for like this particular type of thing that you're looking to do, um, especially for more complex products. Uh, but instead of handling that on a one-to-one approach, being able to do it on a one-to-many approach where the customer does feel like customer support is following them through their journey, but they don't actually have to take the time to talk to customer support and hold up their purchase decision. Bam. Girl, you got it. All right. I feel like you've shared a lot of tr- tips and tricks on how to optimize and increase your conversion rate by, you know, many percentages, but are there some other things you'd like to share just about that, how to optimize that product page to increase your conversion up to even 48, 50%? Yeah. I mean, I feel like everything you're sharing is like, you know, a little checklist, you guys, if you take notes during the show. It's a lot of different ideas. Yeah. Um, I think back to the question around just like what should be on your product page. I know we talked a lot about inventory. We talked about um, shipping timelines associated with like the geolocation as well as the inventory of the product. Um, and I think we talked a little bit about reviews, but surfacing your reviews more above the folds rather than below the folds is something I really suggest, um, which can also be done through our platform. And then um, the last thing that I think is really useful is um, sharing information related to your shipping threshold. This is typical to like what you just said, like people literally never want to pay for shipping. I know I don't. I will always drop off if I'm going to have to pay, especially if I'm buying something relatively cheap and it's like almost half the price of the product. Yeah. Um, which is the scenario in which you would have to pay for free shipping because it's a a higher threshold than what you're buying. Um, So free shipping thresholds is one of those things that's typically communicated in the top announcement bar on your site, just all the way at the top. Um, Site visitors are trained to ignore it because it's been on every site for decades. It really hasn't been uh, innovated on at all. So um, the free shipping threshold is another one of those things that people don't really know if they've crossed it until they're in the cart, until they're checking out. So that's another um, area that I think people can really communicate on the product page. This is another part of our offering where you can say if the customer's cart value is greater than $75, but less than $100, meaning they're close to the $100 free shipping threshold, you can actually say add more to your cart to unlock free shipping. And you can link to like accessories or anything that's in that $25 range. Um, The other thing you can do is say, uh, great news, you've already qualified for free shipping and surface that message once the customer has above $100 in their cart. Um, And then you can do a whole bunch of different types of messaging based on different thresholds and different math equations associated with like what they should add to their cart, um, as well as based on specific items that are in their cart and what would um, be a good upsell or cost sell with that product. So I think that's sort of my my last piece of advice that I think is absolutely crucial to millennials today. I agree. I agree. Those are things that certainly get my attention as a consumer and nobody, nobody puts a frown on when all of a sudden you know you've got free shipping. It's like instantly happy. Instantly you feel like you're saving. You feel like you're being a savvy shopper. 
And I think at the end of the day, and I, I feel like you would agree, and those of you listening would agree, as a consumer, we want what we want. We want it as fast as possible. We've been conditioned to want it as fast as possible, and we want it. Um, I know they say you get what you pay for, but I think we've also been conditioned to know that if you shop around, you can find a better deal, right? And and get technically the same product um, of the same quality for a better deal, simply because there are so many vendors out there with different scale and different agreements and located in different places, but we want what we want. We want it now. We want it as fast as possible. And we really don't want to have to pay for shipping. And if we do, it, we've got to have a good reason. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially now that we can get with your husband or fiance. Was, I mean, that's so classic. So classic. I'm like, babe, we're going to get it in at least three days. Yeah. It's like two blocks down the road. They're make. I'll go pick them up myself. And that, that and kind of like, a delay that you had on your purchase decision. I mean, it's such a good example. Isn't that crazy? Crazy, crazy. Well, Especially for your wedding. You would think you would have had like, you wouldn't care at all. <laughs> no, no. I was like, babe. We spent too much already. Let's keep the yeah, cost down. We got a week to go. I don't want to spend any more. It's crazy. Crazy. No, and you add wedding to anything I'm I've learned. And thankfully, I'll hopefully, hopefully, hopefully only have to do it one time. But uh, you add wedding to anything and it like increases the price. You know, it's the emotional attachment on things and they know you need it. So they're like, well, we'll just charge her this much. And I'm like, what? <laughs> if, it, if it was just a random day, the roses would not be that much. That is it's, just insane. it's insane. Well, let's end our talk with just a few quick uh, tips and tricks you might have to share for high SKU stores. And I, and of course, I can't remember what I wanted to ask you, but I do find that sometimes high SKU stores in general can be, from a consumer perspective, a little intimidating mm -hmm. um, because it feels like Oh, I don't know. Sometimes you go to a site and you're like, great, I got three options. I know I want this product. There's three options. And then you go to another store and it's just very easy, especially if you have ADHD to just be like, oh, shiny disco ball syndrome. Like, oh, look at this. And oh, look at this. And before you know it, you want 17 things. And then you're like, I, I don't even know what I want anymore. Yeah. Um, so for, for companies that have a lot of SKUs, is there like one or two tips or tricks you feel really helps kind of hone yeah. in the experience? So I would say the first is to invest in a good um, website search optimization tool. This isn't something that we do, but it's definitely very like aligned with what we do um, in that it's, is it, if it's very difficult to search your products, like let's say if you search the keyword red hat, if you have a, a very um, hard to find search optimization tool um, through like just searching your products on your site, if that's not an easy experience, your site visitor is probably just going to bounce. So I would say definitely invest in a good search tool to just optimize like uh, site visitors being able to navigate your collections and navigate keywords associated with your products. Um, the second thing that I would say is just around organizing your products and organizing your collections. I find that a lot of um, small to mid-sized businesses that aren't very technical and um, have just kind of hacked their way into starting their store. They're not optimizing the way that their collections and their tags are set up properly, which is actually leading to the first issue, the, the lack of searchability on their site. Um, so if you feel like you might have overdone the number of collections um, across your site where you're constantly creating new collections for different promotions, um, you have products that are crossing multiple collections and you just, if you feel at all that it's messy, then it probably is. Mm -hmm. um, I would recommend taking the time to clean up 
up your collections and how they're organized because that is going to help with the searchability of your site. And then I would also recommend cleaning up how your tags are done across your products um, because all of that messiness associated with the organization of your SKUs is going to bite you down the line. Good advice from an e-commerce expert who can help you with your Shopify store, help you optimize your product page with her amazing app. I'd love to share with our audience as we're wrapping up our show how they can connect with you, Ashland. But before I do that, any closing thoughts you'd like to share? Any thoughts you'd like to share to wrap up our talk today with our audience? Closing thoughts. Um, I, think I mean, you've definitely already shared a lot. And <laughs> a lot I just feel like we could talk forever because you've yeah. got so much to share. But uh, yeah. I, I think like the biggest thing to take away from this conversation is just invest in the site visitors you already have on your site rather than trying to spend on more. Um, because I think that's really going to be your best shot at getting increased sales for your store. Um, and how okay. to connect with Because. Um, you can follow us on LinkedIn, Because Intelligence, just like the word Because. Um, you can also follow me, Ashlyn Stansbury, on LinkedIn. Just include in the connect message that you listen to this podcast. And then finally, you can actually download our app. We do have a free version um, that's you know limited. Just, just try it out. Um, so you can find that through, I think she has the link that she'll post here. Um, yeah, the Shopify app. Um, it's going to be, I'll share it for those of you listening on the podcast. It's uh, going to be apps.shopify.com. So apps.shopify.com forward slash because. That's how you can find her app listing. And great. So you do have a, a free version right now for Shopify store owners to give a test drive. Yeah, yeah, we offer up to currently 2,500 monthly impressions for smaller stores. So if you're a store that has like a thousand monthly site visitors, you'll be able to hang out on the free plan until you grow. And then if you're a store that has like, let's say five, 10,000 or more monthly site visitors, you can talk to our team about um, some more custom pricing and uh, options for higher site traffic stores. I love it. Well, Ashlyn, thank you so much for joining us today for an episode of Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, being that you have a very successful Shopify app that is out there kicking butt, taking names and helping Shopify store owners all over all over the country. Now, are you international as well? Is your Shopify great all over the world? Awesome. I know some sometimes apps can be a little bit more specified to just the United States or, you know, North America or North America and Europe. So if you guys are Shopify store owners, make sure you check out Because Intelligence, optimize your product page. As we learned today, it is so worth investing in the customer once they're on your page, because that was the whole point of all everything you did until now was to get them to your page. So don't let them get to your page. Have a ho-hum experience, have a poor experience on your product page and go elsewhere once you got them, give them some love and use Because Intelligence to help do that. Ashlyn, thank you so much for joining us today. I wish you so much luck in the future, not only with your company, but with the app and all that you do in your um, creative and career space. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for hosting. Absolutely. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Cheers. Cheers. I love it. A girl after my own heart. She not only is living in Tampa, which is where I went to college, but she loves a spicy margarita and she knows her Shopify, insert the word there, her Shopify. Um, check out Because Intelligence. It is an excellent app to not only help you with your product page, help you optimize it, but is, as Ashlyn shared, really help you to keep your customers on your page for a best customer experience. And obviously, as you know, here at Engage, we are all about the customer experience as well. 
customizing that, creating automated campaigns. And of course, you can do that with our app as well. And you can find more at engage.com, N-G-A-G-G-E.com, where you can take our app for a free 30-day test drive and you get 500, excuse me, free messages to try out as well. So check out our Engage app. You can find that also. And it is integrated with the Shopify platform. And you can find Because Intelligence by searching for that as well, apps.shopify.com forward slash because intelligence. If you enjoyed today's show and all of the insights from Ashland, please be sure to share the link to this podcast and or video show and come back and check out our future episodes. And you can find out more about our future guests on our LinkedIn page as well. You can search for N-G-A-G-G-E on the My Company pages. And if you're interested in joining us as a guest on our show, we'd love to have you, especially if you're in the Shopify niche, whether you're a Shopify store owner or an app developer or an investor, you can email me at marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A dot M at ngage.com. And please connect with me on LinkedIn as well. You can search the Marissa Morgan I think I'm wearing a green blazer. Yes, I am in my profile picture in case you're trying to determine which Marissa Morgan is me. You guys, I've had a wonderful time hosting this episode. I hope to see you back for more. Until then, remember, optimize your customer experience. Continue to use things like SMS messaging and email marketing to connect with your consumers. And if you have a Shopify store app, by all means, make sure you download Because Intelligence and put that product page to optimum optimization. I look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Until next time, I'm Marissa Morgan for Engage. Have a great day, everybody.